Well, what's going on, Flyer fans? Thanks for joining us for the officially second episode of Season 2. This would have been Episode 3, but thanks to last week's episode getting lost in the motherfucking cloud or some shit, um, we're going to make this Episode 2. As always, I'm your host, Angry Jim, joined by now PhD... I'm sorry, graduated. How do you get your PhD? You got to go to college, I guess, Jack? Well, there's a couple of online courses you could take. It takes like 10, 15 minutes. And before that, you're, you got a PhD in philosophy and physics and also uh, therapy. And uh, yeah, you can get your own show too. So be sure to check that out. Uh, session one, I've been calling it. Uh, that took the place of our regularly scheduled show. So you're now known as Dr. Jack Smith. Is this correct? Uh, it doesn't really have a ring to it I like, but for now, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so as many, of you, uh, as many of you know by now, Jack debuted in his own show over the weekend, Flyers Therapy. If you don't know about it yet, well, then you're welcome because it's pure gold. Just 45 minutes of just Jack just talking about his, you know, Flyers life, Chuck Fletcher, things that bother him, things that might bother you. Definitely check it out, guys. Um, and joining Jack and I unceasingly is the one and only Kyle Warner. Kyle, how you doing tonight, man? Well, you know, I just got to keep coming back. It's, it's my favorite thing to do is <laughs> piss you guys off. <laughs> I, I was looking for a word other than as usual, because as usual or as always is kind of fucking boring. You know, and, and especially after introducing Jack as the doctor. Uh, you know what I mean? I had to find another word. And unceasingly, that kind of fits you, No. I suppose, if it makes you sleep better at night, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't sleep regardless, god damn it. But, uh, yeah, so last week's episode got deleted. We're here tonight. We were going to have a guest. I'm not going to mention any names yet, but not that great with Skype, apparently. We'll just maybe leave it at that. I don't know if you guys want to get into this. He anymore. just called my cell phone, so... <laughs> <laughs> you should have answered it on the air. That would have been I don't perfect. think it would work like that. It would have just ended the Skype call. Oh, god damn it. Well, we were going to have Peter Vandermeer, brother of Jim Vandermeer. Peter had a, a nice, long AHL career. So it would have been cool to talk to him. Um, but unfortunately, he's having some technical difficulties on his end. Um, maybe we'll get together in the future at some point. Instead... You know, we're going to do our thing. You know, that's kind of how we are. We take hits, but we keep on coming. Um, we're going to talk a little flyers, a little bit of... Uh, there's some NHL news to report that we'll get to. Um, the first thing that I, I kind of wanted to dive into, guys, and this wasn't one of our topics last week, is the Kevin LeBanc signing with the San Jose Sharks. One year, $1 million. You know, we could sit here and say we, we understand why he did it, blah, blah, blah. What do you guys make of that? Jack, we could start with you first. Well, he signed a very team-friendly deal, and it, it's a, kind of a smart move if he was really looking to get paid. He had 56 points. Uh, team probably should have at least made it to the – or did they make it to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, so they had a nice run. Uh, when they added Carlson, it was almost expected they'd be in the Cup Finals, if not winning the Cup, and they retained Carlson. Um, they lost Pavelski, but it seems like they're going to bring back some guys that kept their core together. Um, the team is good all around. Um, and I think he is betting on himself here. 
It's only a one-year deal. This is what this is kind of what I was trying to get at with the Sandheim deal, with it only being two years. Um, you're kind of like, oh yeah, we saw we we it's a great deal, you know. Well, this guy, how much was he only get one million for this year? How much was it? Yeah, one year, one million. So I mean, come on, like this when when real GMs go to work, this is the kind of stuff you get. Now, however, what I will say. It's a, it's a one-year deal. So if he has as many points as he had or more, the kid's going to get paid. Now, yeah, you say, well, he only he scored 56 goals or points, rather. Would he get $1 million again? No, he definitely – now he's saying he can do it more than once. And whether or not you think that's a product of the system, it doesn't matter. He's young. It's going to get paid. And, yeah, it looks good in the short term for San Jose, but at this point they might be saying goodbye to him for one more push because if he has another good year, you expect an offer sheet if he's still an RFA, if not a trade. If not, he's going to have to find a way to get some money. So, yeah, it's good for them in the short term. It's better for him in the short term if he at least has a season he had last year. Yeah, I agree with some of the things you said there, Kyle. What do you what do you make of that, man? Doesn't that kind of screw over some of the uh, similar RFAs out there still waiting for contracts? I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you right now. I was on the phone with Pete Vandermeer, so I have zero idea what was being said. Well, what's going on with Pete? He is currently driving in the middle of what he calls the boonies. God damn it! And cannot make the Skype call, so we will reschedule with Pete Vandermeer. Does he know that we started nine minutes ago? He does. I said we already started recording. <laughs> he said, "He said, oh fuck, man." <laughs> Is that how he said, man? Pretty much. He's from oh Jamaica. No, it was probably a bad impression, but we'll just go. <laughs> for it. Oh fuck, man. Weird. All right, well, all well, right, there so- goes that. We have Pete Vandermeer for the future, for all those who cannot wait to hear what Pete Vandermeer has to say. Sorry, Pete. Um, yeah, so we were talking about Kevin LeBanc signing for one year, one million with the San Jose Sharks. Well, just give me what, give, what are your thoughts on that, Kyle? I don't want to try to steer you one way or the other. What do, what do you think about Kevin LeBanc signing for one year, one million with the Sharks? It's, I don't know, I, I feel like they, they're really good at negotiating we're really bad at negotiating. It all depends on his next season, honestly. I mean, if the dude puts up really big points, they may have shot themselves in the foot, but I haven't really looked at cap friendly to see how much cap room they're going to have next year if that's what they're planning on. Can't be much, I mean, (laughs) mean, if if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, they have some pretty uh, big names locked down for a couple more years. Couture, uh, I'm not sure if Thornton re-signed again. Did he have to re-sign, or is he under contract for another year? No, No, he's he's re-signed. Yeah, he's still a free agent. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting. I mean, they have Carlson, and they have, uh, I'm sorry, Riley Cote just texted me back. Uh, Okay, so. Woo. Uh. What was I saying there, guys? I feel like we popped off the rails already. This is a shit show. That's all right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's July. Not really much happening as far as flyers. We're talking about goddamn Kevin LeBanc. So he signed for a million with San Jose. Yeah, I hope he goes out next year and, and scores 65, 70 points because there ain't no way they're going to re- – they're, they're not going to be able to re-sign him. Uh, 
I think he's doing him a favor. I think it's a dumb move by Kevin LeBanc. He, he, you know, probably could have at least made $4 million, at least, you know. Uh, I think it's going to come back to backfire on, on the Sharks. And then let's say he goes out and he only puts up a 40, 40 50 point season. What are they going to give him next year? 3.5, 4 million? Because you know, I mean, they're, they're not going to go out and do him the same favor he just did for them. There's no way. It's a business in the end. He made a stupid business decision accepting a one-year, $1 million offer. I mean, unless somebody else is giving him some money from uh, who knows where under the table. You know what I mean? But uh, that just Did we see any kind of performance bonuses, anything tied into that? Or was the details actually not released? I didn't see any details. I just saw one year, one million. And it, the, the first thing I thought of when I saw that was Konechny put, put up similar numbers to Kevin LeBanc. And, you know, I'm not saying Konechny is going to get a million dollars, but... You know, if he's looking for five or six, maybe now it's between, you know, four and five, three point five, something like that. Uh, I automatically assume that Fletcher's going to overpay. You know, all these guys just based off past moves. What do you so think, do Jack? I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go wait, ahead, Jack. I know. Go ahead. Way to set me up there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the deal's very strange. It seems like he's betting on himself, and you got to figure maybe he sat there, or his agent sat down with the GM of, uh, I think it's Doug Wilson of uh, San Jose and was like, listen, my client wants to be back. And he's like, we want you back. But based on all the moves we got to make right now, this is all we could offer you. And maybe it was more years and less money. And they decided on, well, why don't we just take a one-year deal and we'll just use, we'll just ride this team's coattails. Not that he's not talented and just try to beef up your stats. And then next year you're going to have to get paid, whether it's by them or somebody else. In the meantime, if, this, if if another team sees you in the Western Conference Finals again, you know, then you, your your profile is going to be raised no matter how your season is. So unless he falls off a cliff, maybe it was a, a smart move to get him paid in the future. And that's that's the really all I can get out of this is it works for both teams for right now. And ultimately, I think he's not going to be a shark going forward after this season. I think it's he's going to get paid elsewhere, and they're just going to try to milk what they can. With it, it seems like a like it, it was a a good move, like a, a general move, like you know, um, a military a strategy. It's just like a strategy. That's the word I was searching for. It was a, a strategy by more by the player and the GM's kind of accepting it. Like, listen, if I can get one more year out of you, I will. Because I don't know how I'm going to ice a full team with the players that I have to re-sign on top of just signing Carlson to that ridiculous deal. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm Doug Wilson, I'd probably do the same thing. And I don't know if I do the same thing if I'm LeBlanc, but maybe he just is with a really good team. Those stats get juiced. And, you know, next year he's playing for somebody else, making more than he would have been this year. So that, that's the way I view it. It's a lot of risk involved, but I can see where the thought process came from. Do you think that this helps the Flyers in any way at all with Travis? Kennedy? Not really. I was going to say, really. I, I don't think it hurts them, but I don't think it helps them. All right. You got to understand I think with these. Travis Konechny is going to go. That guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> you think Konechny's an idiot? Oh, you think LeBanc's an idiot? Yeah. I, yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's, it's like, listen, like, I understand the strategy, but $1 million is very little. Like I, you would think he'd get more than that. Even with everything I just said, you still. Could Montreal paid Nick Cousins a million. Yeah, that's a good point. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's that's a really low amount. So I, I mean, he must think this team's going to win the cup, and he's going to, you know, really raise his profile from that alone. But you think he'd get more money than that? It. it I wish this guy's agent was Provorov's agent. And he'd be signed right now. Said Provorov's. I think Provorov's agents. Like, listen, you got to do what you can for your your client, but I think he's a fucking moron. Like the money he's asking for based on last season, it just blows my mind. So, as far as Konechny's concerned, I don't. Yeah, doesn't hurt him. Doesn't help him. Doesn't or us or however you want to view it. Um, I think this is an anomaly. And you can tell by how little he's making, and it's a one-year deal. If you can get Konechny for five for five, I think it's it's an all right deal. Yeah, I agree with that. It's okay. Yeah, I it's take an it. all right deal. I mean, set, the I don't dude know play- how much space they have, you know, because now how much space do the Flyers have right now? 15, with all, go ahead. Fifteen mil. Last time I looked. All right, so that leaves you ten mil to get Provorov and Lawton signed. Yeah, well, Lawton's a two mil player. If that, so yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Provorov's uh, gonna command a lot, but he shouldn't get over eight million. He shouldn't even get eight. He shouldn't even get eight. I think I find that ridiculous. You know what though? Like, right now, right now for Ivan, as long as they, the main thing with me, I think with Provorov is that they lock him up for for length. You know, I don't want to see eight million for four or five years. If if he gets eight million. And that's that's on the high side for me. I'm assuming he's going to make around seven. I I better see eight years. You know what I mean? Seven eight years because uh, you know by by mid length or by the end of that contract, seven eight million dollars is going to be nothing for for this league. Because we hope you know. We hope. Yeah, I I mean, and especially if he develops into the player that we all assume he's going to be, you know, eight million dollars is not going to look too bad for Ivan Provorov over eight years. I mean, it's it looks terrible right now. I'm not going to say that I'd be happy with eight million dollars, but in the long run, if they lock him down for eight years, you know, whatever, he's supposed yeah, to be one of the heard... cornerstone guys of the the franchise. You know, the thing that yeah, and I I agree. The thing that I was hoping for with most of our RFAs, and which was the plan, I, I at least felt Hexall was building towards, was to get these guys, excuse me, on a um, on, on reasonable deals, if not good deals, for the team, so you can add those free agents later. So getting like, I was asked after last year, Provorov, eight years, eight million, would you do it? And I was like, oh man, I don't know. And that was after he had two good seasons Mm -hmm. and I was on the fence about it. So he had a bad season and he wants north of eight. Like, give me a, give me a break, man. Like, yeah, do I want the guy to get paid? Yeah, it's not my money, but I have to care about the cap. And I want to be able to add to this team with, you know, them going all in on Kevin Hayes. If he's not the real deal, we're really screwed. Um, so like you, you, I understand getting a guy a contract that you want him to grow into, but you still want, you want him to surpass it as well. Based on what I've seen and based on what he wants, I don't, he'll be good, but I don't know if he'll ever surpass like 8.2 or $8.5 million a year, even down the road. And that's what I'm worried about. We need, I want like good deals on these contracts. And I think there's I, the one thing I've, I've shit on Fletcher a little bit this off season, but the one thing I will say Seems pretty firm on this. And a lot of guys from Provorov's own draft class, like Zach Rowinski, have been better than him. Like McAvoy, I don't, I'm not sure when he was drafted. He's been better than Provorov. These are all defensemen. I want to see what they get before we see anything with Provorov. Yeah, but in, in Provorov's defense on that one, who's McAvoy paired with? 
I mean, you got top tier defensemen that they're pairing him with. You're not. Proveroff's been paired with boat anchor after boat anchor. Well, that's true. But here's my other thing: the agent, his whole thing is, well, the reason his client should get paid is because he's played a lot of minutes. Well, what kind of defense is that? That you played a lot of minutes, like the team. He when he was with Ghost, they were an elite pair. So what happened for one year year compared to last year? That's what I mean. What happened in that one year? Like I don't understand. They both had shit years. He's made some McDonald esque mistakes all on his own. Like he's turned over the puck directly to another team in his own zone. I've never seen him do that in his first two years. And I understand what you're saying. But that being said. McAvoy is a good player. It's not he like carried a lot of his team where you saw that Char couldn't play up to the uh, caliber he'd been used to being able to play at. Um, he he shined. It's a valid point, but he did shine. And you know, Rowinski has put up the offensive numbers, which Provorov, outside of his one seventeen goal season, didn't have all the assists or points as much. Had almost nothing this year. And you're coming to the table with, well, you play him a lot of minutes, like. What kind of argument is that? Like, listen, if there was no cap, he paid a guy $10 million. I don't care. But since there is, and this, I don't think this team is good enough as constructed, and there's very little room to add, that's what I'm worried about. And that's why I hope that they get a reasonable deal here. Now, I can't see McAvoy. I, I think it's a – I don't even think it's a conversation that right now McAvoy and Warinsky have performed better than Provorov. So he should not be making more than them. And I'm hoping that none of them are making – Nine or above, because that just means that Provorov is going to get paid, and that's going to suck. I mean, unless, think, they, unless some they, kind of luxury tax comes in. I think all three of them are waiting for the first domino to fall, because the first one of those guys that signs, that's going to set the gold standard. You know who I well, think it's going to be? Is It's going to be Warinsky in Columbus. They can't afford to lose him. So he's he's real. I bet he's going to really uh, strong arm them down there. It's a really good point. Um, you should, and that's going to hurt I, everybody I else. Exactly. I was originally thinking it'd be McAvoy, but after you said that, you're probably right. And yeah, and what you said, Kyle, as well, the, it, it, Fletcher is definitely waiting for one of those two dominoes to fall, for sure. So I'm hoping, maybe it is Roinsky, but I'm hoping, and it, the good thing is, I don't think Columbus has a ton of money to spend, so I don't know. Cause they're, Columbus they're, has more than us. But they're not they're not a cap team. You know, they're uh, they're uh, they got their own cap because they don't have the, the fans and the viewership that some of the bigger market. They're a small market team. So I don't. And black powder is expensive. You yeah, got gotta... stupid cannons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it actually took me a second. I was like, what the fuck? Black powder. I'm like, oh, a goddamn cannon. Which one of you did that laugh, by the way? Kyle. That was not me, you jerk <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. That, that, that completely threw me off. Anyway, so, yeah. So, you know, you guys make good points. That being said, I can kind of, like, shake my head and be like, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. However, he still shouldn't. He still, the numbers are st- so astronomical to me right now that it's just, like, it's not enough to move the needle for me. It's I still feel the way I feel. It's like. These guys are, and it goes back to Marner. They're asking for money after like one good year of service. Provorov had two decent years and then a shit year. 
yeah, he's our number one guy. Well, this team hasn't done jack shit. So why should he get paid like these other guys who've gone to the playoffs, who've won playoff rounds, where we missed or got bounced in the first round and you've had a bad year, but you should be paid like them? That doesn't make sense to me. And that's where I get aggravated with this whole thing. And I think his agent's a moron. Would you be content <laughs> if he signed a one-year deal? No. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. That, that'd be terrible. That'd be, I mean, that'd be like admitting defeat and just doing what you can again through the season. Even Elander signed for more than that. Like, I'm happy you brought that up, though, Jim. I'm curious. What are the rules on RFA? Because he was tendered a qualifying offer. He doesn't have arbitration rights. Can he just hold out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Look what happened with Nylander. He held out. And you got until November 30th or December 1st, and then you miss the season if you don't have a deal. You're not a free agent, I don't believe. I think you just but missed the season. the following season. year you are. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. So he would – he would, and I've heard it might go at least until, like, September. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, if he's asking for 8.5 and not coming off that – I would I would have him hold out. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me. So there was a – I mean, Aaron Ekblad was – I think he was the first overall pick. Is that correct? He was. He was. So he, I think he got a – I'm not sure exactly when, maybe after his third year in the league, after his entry-level contract was up. Maybe been even earlier than that. Maybe been like after a second year or something. He got signed early. Feels earlier, right? Didn't he get an eight for eight, something like that? Maybe been even more than eight. Hold on. Let me look it up. Maybe been even more – than eight a year, maybe at eight point five. But even back then, that was a shitload of money at the time. And he no, exactly seven point five. It's seven point five. Okay. Yeah, he, he's. I mean, I think he's putting up forty point seasons. I think he's like twenty one, twenty two years old. So he's super young. First yeah. former first overall pick of the draft, defenseman, big. He's a big dude as well. Mm-hmm. And he, when he got signed, he had a really good year. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Florida went to the playoffs that year. You know, yeah. uh, where no, you know, so. None of that really fits the bill with um, Provorov, but I'm sorry, you make you can make your point. No, I I think that's what he's kind of holding out for over here. I mean, Aaron Ekblad, he got that contract after really doing what? I mean, they made the playoffs. He, I think he had a, I think it, off the top of my head, I think it was a 17 goal, possibly a rookie season. Uh, if I remember correctly, he made Giroux look silly maybe a couple times, you know. And then he just gets this contract. I mean, I know Florida. You know, we assume they're looked at as a different kind of a destination than the Flyers. You know, you, you would assume people want to want to play for the Flyers, things like that. I think Florida is in a different position where they have to lock down their young kids for an extended period of time early. And I think that's what they did with Ekblad. But now what we're seeing is, you know, I'm not sure how much, you know, loyalty these younger kids have towards... I mean, it's a business, you know, and I don't think they're necessarily as happy to be here as maybe we've seen people, you know, guys in the past. Now it's like, okay, I play for the Flyers. All you are is another NHL team. This is the money I want. If you don't pay it, someone's going to pay it. And that's kind of the feeling I'm getting here with Provorov, you know, where they they realize that it's a business. Go ahead, Kyle. Unfortunately, there's no way to fix that. Ed Schneider's dead. Mm -hmm. There's no way to fix that. I mean, it is a business now. Like, it's solely a business. There's no more Ed Schneider getting himself suspended from hockey games because the ref was an idiot. There's no more somebody coming down from ownership to flip shit in the locker room. Nobody cares. They want results, and that's it. So the players, 
in turn want results, and that's it. And that's in terms of money. Just to get back to uh, Ekblad real quick, because I looked up some stuff. Uh, he signed his deal, it, I believe, after the 15-16 season. He had scored 27 goals up until that point. He had won the uh, Rookie of the Year. He finished in the Norris race, not as high as you think. Uh, 22nd his first year, 16th his second. Um, yeah, he'd been rolling at that point, especially for a defenseman. And then when you consider he was a – he was the, like – he does all that, and he's gigantic on top of that. Oh, right. and of course, first former overall pick. Like, you know, and even to date, he's only 23 years old, for God's sake. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're telling me that Provorov's worth more than that based on what he did? Mm-hmm. Provorov has none of that. He, yeah, he scored 17 goals one year. Let's see, how many goals do you think Provorov has in his first two years? I'm going to say like 35. Uh, from what you just from what you just said, they're absolutely in a different class at this point in their careers. I'm not saying that Ekblad was worth that contract, but Provorov, as of right now, is not worth eight million dollars. Well, that's of right what I'm now. getting at. So what did I say? Twenty-seven. So Provorov, after his first two years, had twenty-three. So it's not. And he had. Oh, by the way, Provorov had thirty points his first year, forty-eight his forty-one his second, where Ekblad had. See, do I still have it? Shit. It was like, I believe, I don't want to misquote it here. Too many tabs. Huh? I said too many tabs open. I can't find them. I deleted it like a douchebag. Um, <laughs> it was the it was a significant amount of difference in points, I believe. So what did I say? Thir- no, it wasn't. Okay. So, yeah, he had 39 and 36. So... It's more, not by a ton, but it's more, and he's better defensively. I mean, he won, he won the rookie of the year, for God's sake. Indeed. I mean, I feel like I'm nitpicking a little bit, but at the same time, he's But you're really years. not. No, you're not. Exactly. You're really and not. It's eight years, which we want. We all in agreement. We want the guy eight years. 7.5 for him. You're telling me he's worth – so it would be $8 million more over the whole contract, basically. Uh, a million a year. No, I don't think he's worth that. I don't see that. Ekblad before he before he signed that deal had not had a bad season. Provorov do you think? Do you think that it's uh, Provorov wants more of a bridge for uh, like not an obnoxious amount of money, but more than what you would give somebody on a bridge necessarily, and. The Flyers want a long-term deal, and Provorov saying, "Well, if you want me to sign a long-term deal, it's going to be over eight mil." And the Flyers are like, "No." <laughs> um, I don't. I, I don't know that it's necessarily more of he wants a bridge versus a long-term deal. I think in either scenario, he wants a shitload of money, and that's the problem. I think they might end up signing a, sh- a short-term deal because of that. Uh, or a bridge deal because of that, because he's just being unreasonable and they don't want to like have a holdout or anything like that. Um, which at this point I'm almost game for because I, if we we're going to be paying this kind of money, he better start performing. So yeah, would, prove it. Yeah, I would bridge him because I haven't seen it as much as I I love Provorov and I loved when he was drafted. Even before he was drafted, I wanted him, and I, I was not a stranger to letting people know about that. And when they drafted him, I cheered. And it was Zaka. Look how bad Zaka is right now. Like, we'd be crying. Um, so, huh. but that being said, it's got to be reasonable to, to to ice a good team 
because we don't have the money. Fletcher spent all the money. There's no money. You got to after all these free agents are signed, we'd be lucky to have three and a half million dollars. You know, and I don't think we'll have that much. You still got to fill that third line role. You're going to do it with a, a a kid. Well, that's like million dollars there, sure. But then you, you still got more guys got to be paid, and that's that's where my issue is. Like next year, you got Patrick and Lindblom. You got to resign. You gotta, you gotta. Oh, and Myers, and you gotta replace Braun if you don't bring him back. I mean, I don't think Hag matters. Yeah, Raffle is off the books after that. Niskanen's off the book. You gotta resign Sanheim already, uh, and then you gotta replace Raffle and uh, Niskanen. And Niskanen is not as going to be as easy to replace. You, you've got to find some kind of vet out there. And if you're not getting somebody who's as good, you're taking a hit on talent. And on top of that, you. You still oh um where's uh Carter Hart's not on uh, yeah Carter Hart's the year after that you know if he's any good he's oh no that's the same year Carter Hart's the same year as those guys so on if he's any good you're repaying him a shitload of money not to mention if you bring up Frost or Farabee or one of them and they they're good you got to repay those guys so like it just adds up and the, the money's not going to be there and so unless like Orchak just disappeared off our books. Like it, it, that's what I'm worried about. That's why we need deals now. Is because we're going to be screwed for the future. And unless Provorov was the, you know, a, a generational talent, there's I don't see why we're paying him this. You, you, there, his track record does not show that we need to pay him what he's asking for. And I'm glad Fletcher's holding out. And I'm glad we're not going to be the first domino to fall. And I think Provorov's agent's a moron, and he's going to get his client. We might not get paid next season if things keep up at this rate. So hopefully that's not the case. But you got to be smart about this to keep this team intact. Because honestly, if this team isn't good enough, and you, and on top of that, you can barely keep them in, intact, something's wrong here. So that that's that's my issue. So you mentioned a couple things I want to bring up here. You mentioned the third, you know, the third right wing spot is wide open. I'm going to mention a couple names in a second. Before I get to that, you know, we were on the topic of Ivan Provorov. I have defense pairings in front of me. And these are just, you know, my opinions on how they should look. You guys can give yours if you like. I'll tell you why I have them the way I have them. Um, but I, I have Provorov if he's signed, which I'm, I'm sure he will be. You know, just a matter of for how much and for how long. I have him paired up, you know, and, and this honestly, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. It bothers me a little bit because when... Matt Niskanen was brought in. You know, one of the first things that he was quoted as saying is he doesn't see himself as a top pair guy anymore, but he's definitely a top four guy, you know, that will bring along some of the younger studs, as he put it, right? So I have Provorov paired with Niskanen as guess guess what? That's our top defensive line. So that kind of irks me a little bit, uh, but I'll move on. My second pairing, I have Shane Gossespierre, who I'm not crazy for, but I would like to see how he does this year with the new coaching staff, uh, some new teammates. Let's see how things play out. I haven't paired up with uh, Justin Braun. I think he needs that kind of guy, a uh, defensive, uh, a veteran-type guy who actually knows how to play the game a little bit. You know, Braun, I think, was quoted as, or, or maybe it was Fletcher quoted on uh, talking about Braun. He's not brought in here to help these younger guys develop. He's here to play hockey. Um, so let's see. I'm interested to see how a Ghost and Braun pairing works. You know, where Braun knows his game. You know, he he doesn't have to worry about what Ghost is going to do per se. Of course, he's going to have to gel and things like that, and they got to figure each other out. 
but he knows he knows the style of hockey that he plays. You know what I mean? So I think that pairing, in my opinion, would be ideal. My third pairing would probably be one of the best if things pan out, of course, because we have to mention that that word that we all love and and you know that is Sandheim and Myers and and there's a lot of potential there. That that word was potential. Uh, I, they could potentially be the third best pairing in the best third pairing in the National Hockey League. Travis Sandheim was my favorite player to watch last year. I think, you know, we saw him steadily improve as the season went on. Um, and then Philip Myers. I, I'm intrigued by this kid. I know he played, I think he played in, what, 20 games? He only had a goal and assist, something like that last year. Big kid, can, can fucking skate. We know he's got offensive talent. Uh, match him up with a guy like Travis Sandheim, who I think, you know, Sandheim's 23 years old. But I think he's a little bit more mature for his age. And you guys can tell me if you disagree. That's just my opinion. Um, I think that would be an ideal pairing. Myers with the right-handed shot. Sandheim with the left. You know, I think Sandheim is a guy that would help bring along Phil Myers. So for me, that would be my ideal six players in the, in the starting defense. Obviously, Hag and Moran would be, would be extra. I'm not sure if they'll be with the team. I'm not sure if they'll be in the box or with the Phantoms. Who the hell knows right now? Um, what do you guys think on those pairings, and, and and what are yours? Kyle, we could start with you. The only difference I have is I got Ghost on the third and Sandheim up with Braun. I just don't – Ghost is so bad defensively. I can't – I can't, <laughs> can't see him being on the second. I can't see him on the second pairing. I mean, he's so bad defensively, and Sandheim shined so bright last year. I cannot see how Sandheim doesn't earn that spot. And I think at some point during the season, uh, Myers from the third pair bumps Braun out of the second pair. And it'll be Sanheim and Myers on the second pair, and then Braun will be down with Ghost I would love on the third. That. I would love it. I, I think that – I, I just think that's what's going to – that's my personal opinion on how I, I, I can see the season progression. Uh, w- whether that actually happens is to be determined, obviously. But I just can't – I. I can't put Ghost, who's a power play specialist, and he's an offensive juggernaut on a second pair with Braun, who's kind of slow, and I don't know. I just don't see it. It looks like it could be a little bit weak for a second pair, right? Yeah. And the weak point isn't Braun. Right. <laughs> I mean, Braun, Braun is no uh, you know, lockdown second pair defenseman, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's the thing because I'm I'm assuming that Ghost is not as bad as he was this year. Is he is he a 60 65 point guy every year? I'm gonna go ahead and say no. You know, maybe he's a 45 50 point guy, and and I'd be okay with that if he scored between 15, you know, 15 18 goals as a defenseman. That's outstanding, right? If I think if Ghost puts up that amount of goals, that's a solid year. Um, but that's a. That's all going to be pretty much power play and three on three points. Right, exactly. Power play and three on three points. I mean, he's he's not. Let's let's put it this way: it's the NHL. Ghost, his game on five on five, it's figured out. He's no longer going to be able to skate the puck up and do a spinorama at the blue line and get around that guy anymore. Everybody knows it's coming. How how many times did we see it last year? Yep. I mean. Half of those times, he fell the fuck down. <laughs> dude, don't forget, he had a hurt knee, Kyle. Oh, I don't want to hear it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. I would absolutely love to see Sandheim and Myers play on that second line. 
The only reason I had Myers starting on the third line is because, you know, Chuck came out and said Myers is definitely going to be so on the third I. line. Um, so do I. I have him starting on the third line. Though. Okay. All right. We have a match. He's just. I, I think at some point Myers is going to bump Braun out of that second line. I think Myers is going to shine this year the way Sanaheim did last year. I would love it. And he's going to bump Braun right out, which is I think kind of the plan. I don't I don't know why else. Yeah. Like I don't see what else could go right or you know what I mean? Like you He's kind of like a fill-in guy, Braun. I mean, it, you know, cuz they didn't want to stop gap. Right, stop gap. That's what I was looking for cuz they don't I guess they don't want to use Hague. They don't want to rely on Morin already. So go out and get Braun. And then, you know, Jack, I know this is really going to piss you off because to me it makes me question you know, if he is just a stopgap guy for a year, why why'd you have to give up a second and a third for him? But, you know. Mm. <laughs> oh, you got Jackie. You go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I could see the steam. The steam's coming through Dr. the Dr. Jack. <laughs> Dr. Jackson. I mean, you, I mean you're in the in. pot here, but you got to agree a little bit. It is pretty stupid, right? It is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he I did mean, get that second round back. But uh, we don't want to talk about that either because that'll get Jack going. Mm, let's stay away from the drafts. We'll just stay on this. <laughs> why Jack, why don't you give us you your, help, your defensive pairs? It it's, it's a combination of things, and this goes into a lot I've been reading on Twitter as well. I'll just say real quick on the defensive pairings. I pretty much agree with everything Kyle said. Uh, yeah, Ghost defense. You know, he'll be on the power play, and we'll keep his defensive gaffes to a minimum on the third pairing. Myers should hopefully overtake Braun. Um, and yeah, I think that's ideal. So as far as the, the Braun trade, it's, I've, a lot of the articles I've been reading now are here are some cap-stricken teams that maybe the Flyers could target to get a player, possibly the third-line winger. You know, some deals. So I don't know who – I mean, it's a fun article. We don't have a lot to talk about now this time of year. But what makes you think Fletcher would make that deal when he already talked – to these strapped, stricken teams and paid a premium to get them. Now we're, we're almost already admitting that Justin Braun is some kind of a stopgap, and you gave up a second and a third for the guy. Sure, you got your second back, but don't give me that shit. You didn't have to do that at all. You didn't. You came in with this ridiculous offer and made the, made the trade, and, yeah, you're. It just it just seems stupid. It seems like cap mismanagement or asset mismanagement at this point. That that's that's one of my main things with Fletcher. Um, and yeah, so I don't see him making any moves to these cap stricken teams unless he's given up pretty significant value back. So uh, this this guy from the the uh, who is it the um, Vegas Golden Knights that they Gustav or whatever that they think is going to be available. Um, if the Flyers get him, they'll probably give him up a first. So uh, don't be interested in that. I hope, hope they talk, I mean, I hope, I hope Vegas doesn't call us. Um, but it's funny that you bring that up because I do want to say the other trade he made was Gudis uh, for Niskanen. He retained thirty uh, percent of the salary, which turns out to be one million dollars. I'm not sure why he did that. But did you guys see what Gudis had to say on joining Washington? I did. I did. Did. I'll read it for you. you. Got it right in front of me. Let me know what you think. I was pretty happy. I was traded to a team that's well known for their winning and will to win every game they play. Very telling statement, what you say? Okay, Kyle. I think it's a hockey player talking, but <laughs> I don't. Why I, I now? Disagree. I mean, I disagree. It he is. Could've... 
He could have said that differently. He it felt like he purposely no pointed that this team tries to win where we have it in the last I can't tell you how many years. He could have worded that differently. He did not. The but do you think it's more so I don't know. I feel like instead of a jab at the entire team, that's a jab at a specific or specific players. Who comes to mind for you? you I think it was a Go ahead. No, no. I I just want to know when when you say specific players, Kyle, who are the first guys that come into your mind? I'm not in the locker room, but I'm assuming Ghost. Ah, shit. Who else? Be honest, yeah, I'm on the same wave rank, but different players for different reasons. I say it was a jab at Hextall. I think it was a jab at Ghost and maybe even Voracek, although I hear he's pretty decent in the locker room, but he's a little bit of a baby on the ice, so maybe I'll back off of that. I think it was a jab at Hextall bringing in guys, even past guys. It wasn't Hextall's fault, like McDonald. Yeah, oh, he's a great guy. He's a leader. If I'm Gudis, I'm like watching him play. Like, how, how is this guy getting more ice time than me? Like, he literally costs us goals. Like goals, not just plays, like goals. Like he's a joke. Like that's what my jab is at. You're you're icing guys that are not. Yeah, but why are you jabbing somebody no longer in the organization? I think he's jabbing the organization as a whole, is what it is. Well, then fuck Gudis. That's the kind (laughs) of player he is. I I mean, my point (laughs) is, I think, I I think this this is what it ties into. This is what ties into. I think a lot of people have been saying, like, you know, Panarin, we were never even talking to him we were never talking to uh duchene and every year we're never talking to the real top tier free agents if you want to count jbr as a top free agent that's on you we also had we did draft the guy so there was a a, a you know a road there yeah. point i'm trying to get make here is like have the flyers are they no longer a destination for top tier free agents because we definitely overpaid kevin hayes we know he was we weren't his first second or third choice and that's why he got so much so this this quote is telling to me that team players don't look at the Flyers as like that's a place you go to win, and maybe that's why we're not talking to these top tier free agents. Where back when Schneider was alive, we were guaranteed to be talking to every free agent. I mean, you look at the roster that they've had the last couple of years, and they have you know it's kids, twenty, twenty one, twenty two year old kids, and then guys like goddamn Dale Weiss. You know what? Exactly. If if I'm I don't know like a Panarin or or whoever the hell else. Was, has been out on the on the market. I'm I'm looking at this team and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do there? Number one, I ain't going to win, and and number two, it doesn't look like they're paying anybody. I mean, they paid JVR last year. Um, I mean, you know, there there's no lure anymore to the Flyers. There's no, you know, and I I assume it'll come back now that Hextall's gone. If if those stories were true, you know, I, I assume a lot of that stuff will come back and the family stuff will be around and. You know, the older, uh, what the hell do you call them, guys? The old flyers? Oh, the alumni? The alumni, yeah. I'm sure they'll be back in the locker room and shit like that. But um, they don't run it. The only hope that you have there is that one of the alumni somehow brokers a deal to be in charge. What about Paul Holmgren, dude? Paul Holmgren, stop. <laughs> stop it. Jackie. Listen, <laughs> no, no, I was just kidding. Don't, don't. Some things never change, man. <laughs> um, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up here while we were on this top. Oh, so you, you brought up a good subject there, Jack. That that article I thought was interesting because there is a guy uh, like Nikita Gusev out there. There was another guy I can't remember. The guy that I do remember 
was Ryan Reeves. You know, and we've talked about, well, we talked about it on last week's episode, I believe, the one that got lost in the cloud. It was this team, this team absolutely 100% lacks physicality. It lacks toughness. I saw in that same article, and I believe it was a Philadelphia Sports Network article, um, they said, you know, once Ryan Hartman was traded, the rest of our, the rest of the Flyers' toughness and grit was traded with it. Now, I never looked at Ryan Hartman as that guy who was going to stir shit up or, or take uh-uh. care of business. But if he was the last of the grit that left, this team is legit in fucking trouble here. So Ryan Reeves, that was a name that really, really, really appealed to me because if you get a guy like Ryan Reeves, you don't need to have a lot of guys that can throw their body around because, you know, you you just don't need them because you have to worry about Ryan Reeves coming out there and kicking the ever-loving shit out of you. He He's probably one of my, I'm not going to say one of my favorite players in the league, but... You know, we know all too He's the well. toughest player in the league. He's the toughest player in the with, league. And, and his breed... With the exception of maybe Chara. Right. He's a dying breed. He could be, and he could put the puck in the net. You know, he's not like he's a useless, you know, just a body out there. He could score a couple goals for you. Um, and I would like to see him play with a Nolan Patrick or something. Because let's face it, man. There's nobody that's going to be protecting Nolan Patrick next year. Not, you know, he's... I don't know. New Jersey went out and got Wayne Simmons, right? And he's probably going to play, I'll assume, with Jack Hughes or even Nico Hishier. Uh And they're going to need a guy like Wayne Simmons to protect their young kids. For whatever reason, you know, it hasn't gone through Chuck Fletcher's mind that I don't have anybody to protect Nolan Patrick. I don't have anybody to protect uh, Travis Sanheim or Phil Myers or any of the other four or five young guys who are going to get their asses whooped because they're not fully developed it, it, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like people are gonna take, they're gonna take uh, liberties. Ah, thanks, Kyle. Like, uh, <laughs> is that twice you got me tonight? Who who said alumni? That was me. But we got that's what we're here for, Jim. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. We're your support group. We have, was... one of us has a PhD. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit fearful for this team next year because I think. Teams are going to take their liberties with the Flyers. Who's going to step up? You know, who's nobody. going to There's who's going to go out there. of their way to defend somebody else on the fly on their team? You know, they can barely stick up for themselves. So I, when I saw Ryan Reeves's name, I'm like, "Yup, you should go get him, and and you should pay for it. you should pay up." I mean, I know Vegas is cash strapped, so go get him. Help the dude. Do that sign with Vegas. I want to pay that dude for two million dollars for another year. Just, yes, just one more freaking year. Freaking money. For, by one more year, you mean this year and next? No, just this year. Oh, I would pay 2.7. So you're paying wow. the dude $3 million. Okay, but is he not going to be worth it? I would absolutely love it, but you don't have the cap room for it. Yeah. What if something, what if mean, something goes the other that way? Point, at that point, I mean... Oh jeez! They did just—they oh, yeah. did just send off Colin Miller, and I—I I think he was making around two point five, three, something like that. Maybe a little bit more. I'm pretty sure they could use a D. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, but we can give D. up. Hag. Yeah, I mean we're—we're we're not talking. Ryan Reeves is not lighting the world on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Pittsburgh paid a first-round pick for him. <laughs> hmm. he, he definitely ain't worth a first. That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
It is crazy. So, I mean, <laughs> isn't it feasible if, I mean, they could send Robert Haig and who the hell knows what for, for Robert Haig and Pitlick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, I don't feel like talking about Pitlick, but whatever. <laughs> send I don't know. They, they are in it. In, oh, jeez. That's so weird. Uh, there is an opportunity there, isn't there? I, I would want him on the fourth line. I don't want him on the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all he would be. Yeah, and then you I, would slide Frost or Farabee or Rube stuff yeah, into that it's third like line. One of those guys is on your third line, and that's your team going forward. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. He's playing with Roffel and yeah. Lawton, so it's not like he's playing but with But you would, you would add that toughness right back in. But my issue is is why it, it sucks so bad having Sam. Him more and just sitting there. Why don't we just make him a winger? Fuck it. Make him a winger. Throw him on that fourth line. <laughs> just to see him play like at the this old point. days, huh? They, I mean, well, actually, you bring something up. Uh, we have our defensive pairing set. We're going to have Moran and Hag sit in the press box, or mm-hmm. one of them are going to be on the Phantoms. Well, you can't send either down because both of them are getting picked off. Picked exactly. Off so you're going to have two guys in the press box, both on D. They don't. They don't do that. You got a, a forward and a, a defenseman up there. That's usually it. Like, are you kidding me? So, is somebody gonna get moved here or what? Do it up, Chuck. I, Led the league in hits last year. Robert Haig. Send them for Reeves. Toughness for toughness. I would absolutely love to have Ryan Reeves on the team, just because that is that dude belongs in a Flyers jersey. He does. I'm not. He belongs him. in a Flyers jersey. It's one year he'd be on the fourth line. But you'd have to. The only issue is is if you send Hag, I mean, they're not getting cap relief there. Hag is what, one point four? Yeah, if anything that yeah, they're adding Reeves they're is two point seven eight. They're actually they're filling a hole and it's for less money, because uh, we thought they were just gonna sign a guy. So if you're That's taking true. if you're taking Hag's cap off, adding his, yes, it's more, but you filled a slot, you're not gonna fill a back uh backup uh defensive slot. Yeah, it's like a one point three difference, something like that. I, I don't. I got to look at Vegas's roster. I'm not sure where Hag would slide in, or but I, I would assume a bottom, bottom pairing on D. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's if Ryan Reeves fills the spot. If they, you know, uh, since we're talking about it, they probably aren't going to do it. That leaves the third right wing spot. Who would you guys like to see take that spot? Would you like to see Farabee, Frost? I'm seeing Rubstoff's name come up a lot for some reason as a right winger. What do you guys think? I would say whoever earns it, to be honest with you. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. Sorry, Kyle. I, I totally agree. I um, while I would love to see Morgan Frost be that guy because we've been hearing about him for so long. Um, you, you got to give it to whoever earns it at that point. Um, it's it's he's also been an assistant for quite a while outside of Rubstoff, uh, who I think was twenty sixteen, where uh, Frost was seventeen, Farabee was eighteen. Um, but you've seen his stats and all the, the hoopla about it for so long. And he's like two pounds away from being NHL ready. Like he's, he's who I'm hoping for. But if any, any of these other guys just take off, if Ob Kubel freaks out 
you know, in camp and in preseason, then he's the guy. You know what I mean? So it's it's whoever earns it. I, I think that was well said. Yeah, I guess it, it depends though if they get Reeves or not because if they don't get Reeves, I see Kubel making the fourth. Because let's be honest, who the fuck is Pitlick? That's funny fuck that you that said. Guy. I think there's an outside dark horse chance that Pitlick is third line right winger, and I don't like that. But I have been reading it because when he was bumped up for Dallas, he produced offensively, and I just. Know if that's an anomaly or if he actually has talent, but if you're going to ask me how I feel about it right now, yeah, yeah. But how'd that article? How'd that article finish? How'd that article finish? Because I've read a similar article and it said every time he gets bumped up in the lineup from the fourth, he gets hurt. Yeah, he gets hurt. I don't remember if that's how that article ended, but I did. I did read that. (laughs) What are you saying? He's soft. Yeah, it might be not necessarily ball. soft. He plays a physical game, from what I understand. But I mean, with a name like Pitlick, what? How Better physical be. could you possibly play? Dude, he's probably so. He's probably been getting picked on his whole life, Kyle. He's had to stick up for himself a couple times, Pitlicker, right? I mean, how many times you got to hear Pitlicker before you punch somebody in the face? Especially if that <laughs> commercial came out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> how's, that, how's that commercial go? Uh, you pit liquor. <laughs> I think it was lint liquor, but we can. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. That's pretty fucking funny. Yes, oh I mean, uh, what does that actually? Can we get him was. on the podcast and ask him if yeah. anybody ever said that to him? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I want to yeah, know. I think. Uh, I think uh, that, uh, that commercial came out when I was in high school. I think so. I'm pretty sure somebody had to have said it to him. The people want to know where you picked on for your last name. I know I was picked on for mine. You know, nice, nice, handsome Italian kid in school. You got, you know, the first thing you go for is his last name. You got nothing else on me. Uh, is I that what made you? Is that what made you so angry? <laughs> the fucking flyers <laughs> made me angry. They're ruining my life. Uh, in my life. I have rage in my DNA. It just comes with, you know, it comes with the, uh, I was going to say something. It comes with being Italian. I don't know if I could say the word on the air that I wanted to say. Well, I don't have rage in my blood. The Flyers have given me that rage, hence my necessity for my PhD in the therapeutic <laughs> arts. Hold on, we're just going to leave the whole rage thing without a single... Poke at Kyle, punch and drywall. Uh, <laughs> it's America. Dude, there's there's a new video out, by the way. Did you see that or no? I think he's doing no, the, the white I have yet one. to have everybody send it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, shit. To wrap this point up, uh, yeah, I hope Pitlick doesn't make the team. He's he's a guy I hope is in the press box, to be honest with you. I, I don't mind him jumping in when there's injuries, which there will be plenty. So he'll get plenty of playing time. Well, End I mean, them down, dude. if you can, I mean, I, yeah, I want to see the kids. They've been around for so long. You want to at least see what you got before you lose them. So, yeah, I, I, I'd be okay with that. I just don't see – I don't see the team doing that, unfortunately. Everything I think the team should do, they don't do, so it is what it is. Well, um, I mean, whatever talk- I don't think they should do, they end up doing. So maybe – Maybe you're right. Who knows? Everything I think they do, they end up doing. Yeah. See? It, I mean, nobody saw them traded for Matt Niskin in or giving up decent picks for a guy from the Sharks. No, because there wasn't a single word. And you ever realize that? That, like, as tight-lipped as Hextall kept his 
organization that was spiraling out of control <laughs> that like do you know what i mean like even in all the shit nobody said a fucking word when hextall was involved in shit and then hextall leaves and it's like okay everything's about to get blown wide open again and then nobody said shit about braun or shit about niskanen and voila it's all just happening well, you know what it is. I, I don't think there's a chance. I think that um, I think that Fletcher shoots from the hip, man. Like it's just it does it that day. Like he wakes up, there's nothing. And he's, you know what? I kind of like that Niskanen like, guy. Like he has a call dream. Like, it explains his phrase. <laughs> you know, I kind of like that. Uh, we need like a defense, stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, who do I know? You know, Braun. I remember playing Braun. Uh, let me let me uh, let me call San Jose. Hey, I'll give you a second and a third for that Braun guy. I know you guys need to clear some cap. Hey, well, thanks a lot. I owe you a drink. Yeah, I'll do that deal right now. So there's no time for any, like, rumors to go out with him. And I think we did hear a little bit about Hayes. But other than that, you're right. It's been nothing. But I also think that he doesn't let there be anything said because he does it so quickly. So, I mean, that's that's what I think. I, I did hear Because there's no way you would trade a second and a third for Braun unless you didn't do it at the fucking hip. I'm dead. Yes, exactly. If you don't throw that number out there or th- that trade out there and the other GM doesn't immediately accept, there's no, t- there's no time for rumors. I bet, go, yeah, absolutely. I bet it was his idea to retain the salary for Gunas, too. And Washington's like, fuck yes. Washington was probably like, Washington's response <laughs> okay. to probably like, we, they were like, we can't retain Niskanen's, any of Niskanen's salary. Like, no, 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 we're going to retain Gunas's. Oh, oh, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> I, I got nothing else, guys. I mean, you got anything else you want to you wanna add in here, chime in on? Any no, other I want to know where the hell you heard that rumor about Ryan Reeves. Because I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, it was an article, I th- like I said, I think Philadelphia Sports Network. Philly Sports Network, I think they're called. Uh, we've couple... They just throw it out there like they should get a guy like that. Or... Well, yeah, they, so they were looking for cap strap teams, and you know Vegas came up, of course, and uh, Gusev was mentioned as number one, who I, I can't really see the Flyers going after and getting. I'm not sure. You know, it sounds weird to say that there's no need for a talented player on any roster, but not sure how he would fit here. Well, the the problem is he's not he doesn't have a contract. Right. Yeah, that's where that's where. So it's just another RFA you have to fucking deal with. Exactly. Yeah, and and then I think I I can't remember who the third guy on the list was, but Ryan Reeves was on there, and it you know it makes sense there. I think he could be had for cheap, you know. Uh, we'll see. So that that's where that came from. Um, yeah, I I mean the more I thought about it, the more I'm not ag- that against it. Especially if uh, what worries me is that Fletcher's not going to offer Hag. He's going to offer Provorov, and that's what scares <laughs> me. So, I mean, yeah, if they can get him for cheap, yeah, for on a one-year deal, I mean, yes, yeah, that's what your fourth line's about. I don't really know how good his skating is. It seems like he can find the net at times. And he can skate, line, and he can hit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against that at all. I, I, is, is the Vegas, are they looking to move him? I haven't heard anything about that. Like, they're definitely looking for cap room, right? But yeah, they I see do that because they got they David do Clarkson. love Ryan Reeves. If they like the guy, they're gonna look elsewhere. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that is something that happens. I wouldn't be against that, depending on what he gave up. I might even like it. 
Because you're right, there's no grit on this team at all. And like, while I think the league is going towards skill and speed, you still need some grit. So, yeah, I don't think it's that crazy, and I'm definitely not against it. Kyle, say it's going to happen. No, I can't. What the f- now I you, can't. Now you can't say shit. No, I can't. I can't do that, though. I can't force you Because that would be it. the opposite of jinxing it. Because right. it's forced. It's forced. You told me to say it. All right, well, maybe like while I'm ending the show, maybe just chime in with that or something. All right. Unexpected. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give her a go. <laughs> All right, I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about here. I mean, it's uh, July 9th. Free agency was last week. Where I, Who do we have on next week, Kyle? Frank the Animal Biolois. I know everybody in Philly should know that name. And if you don't, yeah, speak you're a of- fucking nerd. Speaking of missing grits, the grit master himself. Yeah, man. So Frank Bialow is coming on next week. The animal. Right? So, I yes, mean, sir. Middle of July, we got some cool guests coming on for you guys. That's not the end either. We got a lot more guys coming. Had some trouble with Pete tonight. Pete, if you're listening, we appreciate you trying to come on. We'll have to hook up with you in the future. That's going to wrap up this episode, I think, guys. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, yeah, man, let's call it a night. It's July 9th. There's not a whole lot to talk about. It's goddamn <laughs> hot outside. I'm, I'm sweating in here. I, I need to get out of here. So we're going to put a bow on this one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for sure. Uh, don't forget, listen to Jack's Flyers Therapy. You will not be disappointed. It's pure gold. I would not lie. I know Jack had a lot of fun doing that. Um yeah, and we'll, we'll talk next week, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Kyle. Peace out. Kyle. Oh, oh, that's right. Something about Ryan Reeves coming to the uh, Flyers tomorrow. God damn it. You totally ruined that. <laughs>